Hello and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, LaDosha Wright, your favorite indie author, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, where the Browns won the game. Woof, woof, woof. Okay, I had to get that out of my system. Um, today, we are going to have a wonderful, wonderful discussion on the dirt on shampoo. That's why I'm giving you guys the huggy lowdown about <clears throat> cleaning, cleaning your hair properly. This is really, really, really important. And I find this topic very, very befitting simply because we are still working our way through this pandemic. And the pandemic has three requirements to really help decrease the likelihood of what spreading. We're calling this slow the spread, flatten the curve. So one of them, of course, is, you know, wear the mask. Second, wash your hands. We're going to talk about the importance of washing. And then three would be physical distancing. Now, even though the topic today is going to be about the dirt on shampoo, I'm just going to kind of hook back around and talk about that mask a little bit. So we have two interesting things that's taking place right now. It's 2020, the month of November. We have a, a president who will not concede to the president-elect, Joe Biden, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. So number 45 is like, hail to the non-non. He ain't having it. That's kind of interesting. And then two, we have this mask situation where different states are still struggling with should they or should they not mandate people to wear masks because of, I believe it's just their constitutional rights. So let me just say this. Does anyone, I know there are a lot of people listening, like millions. I'm like, the, you know, like I have millions of people listening, millions, very big. It's going to be very big. So uh, to, to those of you who are out here listening, do you not recall when you were a kid, your mom or your dad or your grandma telling you, it's the winter season. I don't want you to catch cold. So what I want you to do is put a hat on your head, a scarf around your neck, some gloves or mittens. That's right. There used to be a time when mittens were good, <laughs> when they were made and worn. Uh, put some mittens on your hands and some boots on your feet. Now, we can also recall when we were a kid or younger, maybe a teenager, we didn't want to do it. You know, we didn't want to wear the, the scarf because we wanted to be cute. We sure didn't want to wear a hat because we didn't want to mess up our hair. Maybe we wanted to be cool. Who knows? We just didn't want to do it. You know, we didn't want to put mittens on because those were for what? The kittens and the mittens, you know. But in any event, we didn't want to do it. But our parents had a good argument, number one, because they said so. And then number two, because they believed it would help prepare you to weather the storm to decrease the likelihood of catching a cold. Even though there is no scientific evidence that wearing a hat, a scarf, gloves, mittens, and boots prevents you from catching 
a cold because colds are viruses and we know how viruses are transmitted, right? So what we do know for sure, we're like, oh, for now, what I know for sure, what we do know for sure is that our parents, though their argument probably wasn't all that good, we were too young to kind of even know the difference, but to their point, here's what we know for sure, starting at the top, while a hat does not prevent you from catching a cold, it does trap the body heat so you can stay warm to keep your the defenses, you know, your internal defenses working on your behalf because if you're freezing, your body is going to be going into a whole nother, you know what I'm saying, okay? The same for a scarf around your neck. When you start chattering, hey, your body's in another type of mode, you see? You need to use those defense mechanisms for something else, right? Okay. Uh, gloves? No, gloves never stop your hands from getting cold. How many of us felt like our fingers were just going to freeze off as the car was warming up, as we walked to school, whatever, but we still wear those gloves? Uh, what about boots? Uh, boots, your feet still get wet. They still get cold at some point. Even those who are climbing Mount Everest, they can still feel the cold. But all those L.L. Bean jackets and sturdy boots and all the goggles, it really helps them weather the storm to climb Mount Everest or cross the street or walk to your car. You see where I'm going with this? Wear your mask. So, when you hear someone say, I don't want to wear a mask because fill in the blanks, kind of use these examples. Well, you still wear gloves and they don't keep your hands from getting cold. You still wear a scarf and it doesn't keep you. You see what I'm saying? So let's try to find a nice way to have a healthy response to that because the 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 argument of violation is not really a good point. Um, I mean, it's your prerogative, but we need to find a way to help the resistant people really understand the practicality and the safety and the efficacy and, and decreasing the likelihood of spreading or catching the virus. It's the role that those three precautions are definitely coming into play. When you wear a mask, you wash your hands vigorously for 30 seconds. You practice social distancing. You don't, you know, come together in large crowds. You're you're merely slowing the spread. You are decreasing the likelihood. So that's just something to think about. Um, so that's where we are. You know, we're we're in this point uh, in our nation, well, around the world, we are still trying to overcome this pandemic. We are, you know, really trying to do our part to not overwhelm the people who work in those hospitals and transport those people. You see what I'm saying? There's so much going on that we may not see, um, but the people who work it, they see something very different. And we know something very different is happening. When you see a doctor on TV crying for us to stay home, we don't usually see doctors in that capacity. You know, so I think that just really speaks in volumes of how we can do our part. So let's let's do our part as best we can, because there are people who are working it. And these are things that we can do. We can just, you know, like I said, mask it up, you know, wash your hands 30 seconds, practice your safe distancing. It helps 
slower the spread, flatten the curve, all this cool stuff, you know, um, and so that's going to help out. So what else is going to help us out? You know, what else is going to help us get through this pandemic? Well, considering we are sheltering in place and we're staying home, we're not, you know, out and about. It's, you know, it's me time. It's it's a lot of time that you could just spend with yourself and do some great things, okay? So, um, in spending time with yourself, there's a lot of things you could do, right? You could read a book, you know, you can watch TV, clean up your house, you know, you know what I'm going to say, right? You could do your hair. Yes, you can do your hair. But here's the thing I want you guys to understand before you do your hair. I want you to understand that The cleanliness is the most important part of your hair care. I'm going to repeat myself. The cleanliness, the cleaner, the most clean, you know, however you want to say it, the, the, the more clean your hair is, your, your hair and scalp, you're going to have better results with any hairstyle or hair goal. And this is really, really important because there continues to be a lot of conversation and discussion and belief around dirt making your hair grow for people in certain cultures. Now, I'm not saying everybody thinks this, but there's a large group of people who truly believe that they do not have to wash their hair. They don't understand the role cleanliness plays on scalp and hair and having the hair that you want. And so let me just break down how cleaning works because waiting every two weeks, waiting a long time, three, four, five months, you're just gonna have a problem. So just to make it really quick, you gotta understand that when the, the, the scalp is clean, the mouth of the follicle is open, thus making the scalp a nice environment for your hair to grow. The internal mechanisms of your hormones and all these thyroids and all the things that connect, you know, and help make your hair grow is going to do its part. And all you have to do is your part at home is keep the scalp you know clean so it can have a nice it could be rather a nice environment for your hair to grow now there are a couple of things you're going to need to help keep that clean so number one shampoo which shampoo should you use well if you have not cleansed or shampooed your hair beyond seven days you're going to need a clarifying shampoo first and your regular shampoo. So if you're the person who's shampooing your hair once a week or every three days, you can use your regular shampoo. I don't think anybody needs to shampoo their hair every day. However, if you have a career or maybe just an extremely oily scalp and you really have to, then you know what you need to do. Okay, so that's really, really important, right? So 
So shampoos are really important because you want to make sure you're using the right shampoo to combat what's coming off the scalp and what you want to see happen to your hair. So there are millions of different kinds of shampoos, but the best way to buy your shampoo is to match it to the problem or the goal of your scalp and your hair. It's just that simple. Who cares whose name is on? Uh, shampoos as far as cost. So that's my second point. How much should you spend on a shampoo? Well, that depends on your budget. Only shop within your budget. So if your budget is, I'm only going to spend $7. And someone else says, my budget is, I'm only going to spend $15. So it varies. What's important is that you buy the best shampoo within your budget okay how's that sound so just shop within your budget all right three where where should i buy these shampoos well it's a pandemic so you know what i'm gonna say of course you can go online number two take advantage of curbside pickup three if you're going to a hair salon Listen to your stylist or barbershop or your barber and let them navigate your purchase. So if you have a barber and a hairstylist or a hairstylist, just use what they use. If you don't, then you're going to shop online. And of course, you know what I'm going to say you can shop at, right? You can shop at my Amazon store, amazon.com forward slash LaDosha Wright. And you can select from the right hair care product selection. Or you can go to globalhaircare.com, my Shopify. And you can buy the products from there as well. So as long as the products, you know, um, are available online, you can get them. If not, you can definitely call the merchant and see if you can do curbside pickup. Or like I said, you can allow your cosmetologist or barber to select the shampoo for you. Number four, how long does shampoo last? Well, you got two kinds. So you have some where people are making them, you know, from whole foods and fresh fruits and vegetables and all this kind of stuff. So those type of shampoos, they have to be stored a certain way and they're only going to last a certain amount of time. And they should have those directions with an expiration date on the back. If you are making this stuff at home, make sure that you are storing it in a bottle or some type of a container that does not allow air, heat, moisture to get into your little concoction. Because if you do, you know what's going to happen, right? It's going to start growing something real. Shaniqua, you ain't going to like it. So be very careful. So if you're making your own shampoo, you know, use the stuff up. 
don't try to store it only make enough that you're going to use because you do not want to put spoiled stuff onto your hair i doubt you'll go bald but clearly it just won't smell too good it'll be very difficult to get off your hair and it's, it's it won't even be effective okay um the other life uh shelf life of shampoos in america the fda those are the people who regulate what we you know sell to you guys um, requires that you put a preservative all companies have to put a preservative inside the product so that it can last on the shelf so the longest i've read in my research is that shampoo can last up to 10 years now how old is the shampoo you're buying well it depends on where you're buying it from so if you're buying it from an outlet store then more than likely it's probably older that doesn't mean it doesn't work it just means that it's older and if you're buying it from a current retailer then let's say for lack of better words you're probably getting a fresh batch now what does fresh batch mean it could mean within a year or two okay so that's the huggy lowdown on the dirt on shampoo so it's really important that you make sure you're buying this stuff according to what your texture and your type you know understand that there are so many different brands understand the cost associated with it please shop within your budget don't be afraid to shop online you're not going to be able to do a lot of returns because it is a pandemic so understand that and remember you know for right now we can go out some so if you're going to a hair salon you know listen to your stylist and let them help you out you know so you have all these tips i hope you are finding this really helpful about the dirt on shampoo it's just really simple um you know, buyer beware, a penny saved is a penny earned. You know, think of all that stuff when you're out making your purchases. Support your local uh, entrepreneurs. If you know someone who's making stuff or like me, you know, private label. There are a lot of ways that you can support, you know, locally if you're going to buy your products, you know, you know, just from your local um uh, merchants okay so there you have it that is the dirt on shampoo very easy you know simple steps don't forget you can see me on youtube every day follow me on youtube at ladosha white uh, i'm on all the social media platforms my books are available on amazon and l Wright books my products are available at globalhaircare.com Shopify and then of course you still have the reference design team hair salon where I'm working daily and yes I am also available for virtual hair appointments or consultations so thank you so much for listening to another episode of what they don't tell you at the hair salon I will oh by the way Friday, I am going to have a Black Friday special on my hair care products. You can appear anything you want for just 30 bucks. So that's coming up. 
so make sure you see all that stuff coming up on my social media and again thank you so very much you know what i say when i'm always signing out right a whole lot of peace a whole lot of love and a whole lot of hair if you ain't got no hair don't want no hair i just can't stand hair you know then just rub your beautiful 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 ball head thank you and happy turkey day and remember wear your mask safe physical slash social distancing wash your hands and if you don't feel good just stay in the house okay all right thanks guys bye